All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as you guys know, this is the second episode for this week. Uh, we had an in-game uh, review, well, part one of the Avengers in-game review that dropped yesterday. This is going to be part two of that review, but this is a more full episode of The Awakened Soul. So you also have the petty news from Scoop Grady, and we also do have an In the Mind of Hay segment. Um, so on this week, I'm, I'm joined by Andrew Bello in that in-game review. If you guys didn't listen to part one, definitely go and check that out. It is full spoilers on Avengers Endgame. So as you guys know, we're going to go ahead and let AJ take it away. And then after that, we're going to get into the end of Mana Hayes segment. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. So we are back in the Mind of Hayes segment. Um, I miss you guys for the last week or whatnot. Don't forget, episode 100 of The Awakened Soul drops um, this weekend. And it's actually an Unruly Creatives episode. So we got BJ and uh, Avery in the building for episode 100 that drops this Sunday. Um, at the same time, we'll, I'll probably be doing the um, the live show in D.C. So just a lot going on uh, this weekend. I, I originally had kind of a different plan for the 100th episode. But with the conversation that happened with Unruly Creatives, that I felt like that was definitely the perfect thing uh, for this to be for that to be the 100th episode of this podcast. So um, check that one out. It's a great conversation as the three of us always have. I don't think we can have a bad conversation with the three of us, but they are definitely some deep revelations made in that, um, which I think I say about every unruly creatives episode, but it's true. Um, but nonetheless, uh, so in this week's in the mind of Hayes, as many know, we did lose John Singleton, unfortunately, um, yesterday at the age of 51. And that's really what's all on my mind. And you never really think about, um, at least, I mean, I say never, but you know, when something like this happens, you start thinking about, um, the films that he created and what he's been a part of and how it affected my life and, and the culture. And, um, when you look at like boys in the hood, boys in the hood was really letting America in on what happens in the black communities at a time where yeah, people knew we knew, but it was, it wasn't at the forefront. Like it was, it wasn't ever displayed like that before. The man has had a great and tremendous career. And, you know, he came from um, just just an era where, you know, black directors weren't really um, commonplace. And they're still really not when you think about it. And it, it's 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 the, the like prominent black directors really are a dime a dozen. And. You know, he definitely him, Spike Lee, um, Jordan Peele now, um, F. Gary Gray, like there there are people in that space that um, that we look to that really are the flag bearers 
of us in that in that medium but there really aren't that very that very many of us so just looking at the films that he created in the first three powerful stories powerful messages boys in the hood poetic justice higher learning his first three films he was director and producer on both poetic justice and higher learning and just the director and writer on boys in the hood um he also did rosewood he did shaft baby boy too fast too furious hustle and flow black snake moan abduction um so it it's yeah some some of course not all the movie all his films had the same impact as others but just when you look at him and his his eye and directing like the guy was extremely talented and so we just, we definitely want um, to celebrate his life celebrate his impact on the um, film community because it can't be denied and that's something that no one can take away from him and those those movies are going to stand the test of time they're classics um, regardless of generation I, I think especially like I said those first three I think everyone has seen them uh, at least it's just in, in my in my if you haven't you you need to um yeah so that that's just my thought on that that's of course what was the first thing on my mind it it sucks it's sad um but you know you you want to celebrate a life i know he was only 51 years old and he died from a stroke and hopefully this is something in something that we you know we look to and we um hopefully it makes you guys all, all of us take being healthy a little more serious um because it can it can go any time and 51 like i said is a relatively young age um and you know it just sucks man it sucks it really does um but we we lost a great voice and an eye in our community and uh, you know his movies will be remembered he he will be missed definitely he will be missed um the next thing that i do want to talk about just in the mind of Hayes segment and i know it's it's kind of hard to pick it back up, but I wanted to talk about this just because I feel like it's a. I know we'll, we'll get more in depth on it on the in, um, on the breaks media, but the fact that Jay Z reunited on stage with Cameron, Jim Jones, Nas also came out, and it's funny because like when when Nas and Jay Z first originally um, reunited, it was on the uh, what was the I Declare War concert, and that was a huge moment, and I don't think. That this is that same impact because, of course, we know the beef and the drama between Nas. But Cam and, and Jay have quietly um, been at odds for the better part of like 15 years at this point. So to see them reunited, um, to see that just that moment in hip hop. And then Jay also had a, a, a freestyle about Nipsey Hussle. Like Jay-Z is becoming now the part of like seeing the mature Jay-Z. And when you think about where he's come, how Jay-Z had no problems throwing jabs at anyone. So he's at this point now where he is really trying to advance and just help the culture of the rappers. Um, Seeing what he's done with with, with Meek Mill. Um, He's just really taking a personal hand on just improving things. And, you know, I don't want to, of course, it was a concert and people may be like, well, that was really it. But it was just a great moment in hip hop. And it was one that I definitely wanted to mention. And just seeing the mature Jay-Z is just it's amazing. You know, shout out to Ralph. I know Ralph had to love that moment. And also uh, Jim and Cam dropped a new single. Um, Mama, I made it, which is just amazing. You'll hear it in this podcast. I probably play it as the outro song. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's it for the end of the Mind of Hayes segment. So we're actually getting to the petty news from Scoop Grady, and I'll catch you guys on the other side of that uh, with the part two of the the Avengers Endgame review. Mm-hmm. 
Yo, what's up? What's up, everybody? School Gradio with a petty news report. What has been up with y'all? I hope everybody's having a great day. I don't know about y'all, but I hope y'all allergies is not messing up because for some reason this weather is playing with all of us, dude. Like, I've been having a runny nose. I've been going crazy for a couple days now. This stuff needs to stop, though. But other than that, we got so much to talk about. To all my people out there in Baltimore, what the hell is going on, man? Um, it has been said that one person killed and six other people was injured in a shooting at a cookout. What the hell? Why are we shooting at a cookout? That's where we all get together. We chilling. We having fun. We eating good fucking food. Man, you understand how long it took people to make this food to even, for real, it took probably a week or three to even get this whole thing ran the right way. And you going to start shooting? We got to do better, man. Gotta do, we gotta do better. I'm more mad at the I'm more mad at the food went the waste. First of all, because if somebody starts shooting, I'm right around there. I'm taking a pan or something with me. I'm running with a pan, a pan of chicken or a pan of lasagna or dressing. R. Kelly legal team claims his recent loss in sexual abuse case was because of his learning disability. Huh? Is that right? R. Kelly, are you for real, bro? Learning disability. R. Kelly been on this earth for 40 damn years. If your ass don't know how to read now, that's not a fucking learning disability. That is your choice. That is something that you just said, fuck it, I'm just gonna do what I do. And you do good at singing, but you can't, bl- come on now. It, do your lawyer got a disability? Is <laughs> is that the reason why you lost, though? Nah, bro. You tried it. Hey, R. Kelly trying, man. He trying to get y'all back on his side, man. It ain't gonna happen. I guess he tried to hit us with the switch up once again. Nah, bro. It's over, dog. You need to let it go. Next, Jay-Z performed at the Webster Hall and he brought out everybody. I mean, everybody from Nas. Jay-Z brought Cameron out on stage. First of all, Cameron came on stage with a full suit on and some goddamn Timberland boots. Such a New York person. Y'all, <laughs> New York is in the building for real. I respect it. But if y'all forgot, Jay-Z and Cameron was beefing. Jay-Z said, you know what? Let's put this all to the rest, dog. I respect that, Jay-Z. Now, when you you and Kanye gonna uh, get back on the same page? That should be the next thing. Now, ain't, no, ain't no point of holding grudges. You, let's finish what you started, dog. Man, I wish I was I wish I was on stage. I got a church suit in the the closet that I ain't pulled out yet. You know what I'm saying? I only pull it out for interviews or uh, funerals. But Jay-Z, I could have been there. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, shoot me a message next time. I would have definitely been there. Nick, Avengers, End Games. How many people have seen it? Was it good? First of all, I ain't seen the movie yet. So if you say anything to me, I might slap you. Or if you say something on social media, I might report it. I might get you taken off social media. If you've seen End Games, you have two weeks before you start talking about it. You can't talk about it as soon as you saw it. This is one of those movies that is already in a billion dollars already. Already. Somebody already got their ass beat for talking about it on social media. So please, man, y'all be careful. But hey, don't talk about End Games right now. I ain't went and seen it yet. You know what I'm saying? I don't like going to the movies where I see everybody because everybody want to talk. I want to just go to the movies, you know, where it's like 10 people there. I can't be there around everybody. Everybody elbowing me, somebody talking through the movie. I'd be ready to fight. I spent good money on these tickets. Now, shut the hell up. Next, for real partners with Verizon for a musical education program. That is tough, man. But God damn it, can you please give Verizon a go down on a damn phone bill? They charge you $7 just to call in and talk to them about your bill. Verizon, that's good that y'all doing that, but... Can y'all get y'all, bro, what if I had arthritis? What if I had a cataract? I can't get on the internet. I can't type. Y'all still gonna charge me $7 every time I talk about my bill. Verizon is too high, y'all. I'm just saying. That's I just got in my feelings a little bit. I'm sorry. And last but not least, the petty question of the week. And the question goes like this. If you're in a relationship and you talk to your significant other before you go to work or that morning and y'all don't talk for a long time, 
how long should that gap be before you hear from your significant other again? That is the question of the week. If you're in a relationship and you talk to your significant other from when the time you wake up, breakfast, good morning text, whatever, after you get done talking to them, how long should it be until you hear from that person again? That is the question. That is all we have. Thank you for listening to Awake Your Soul. Continue to follow us. Y'all be cool and don't talk about Endgame. All right, so it is time, <coughs> even though Scoop said don't, time for us to get into the in-game review again. This is part two um, of a two-part review, so make sure you go out and check out part one, which was posted yesterday. So uh, we're kind of going to jump right into the middle of the conversation. I just wanted to, again, preface that so you guys wouldn't be like, what the hell is going on? So we're going to go ahead and we're going to now get into that uh, in-game review. Peace. Zandarians in that timeline. That and then also in that timeline, there's uh now if uh Ego finds Peter Quill, the only reason Peter Quill snapped out of it was because of Gamora. So right. now maybe just, I, I could go down yeah, a rabbit just hole. A human battery and ego is taken yeah. over that entire there you go. Ego is the most powerful person yeah, in that timeline. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh <laughs> There's too much. There's the too rabbit, much Marvel universe. Too much. Yeah, there's way too much. Um, I don't even know where we were in the original timeline at this point. Let's just talk, man. What what else is on your mind about this? We were, um, well, since we're just talking about it, the the scene with with Quill uh, doing the "Come and Get Your Love" bit, except for you, you can only hear him singing it. Was hilarious because yeah. I'm definitely guilty of doing that on a multitude of occasions, <laughs> singing to myself with my headphones in. I'm sure I sound equally t- as terrible. And that song is probably the song I'm listening to. Um, so that was kind of cool to see the other end of that scene. But yeah, let's let's get into this final battle here. So there, I mean, there's just so much stuff that goes oh, on here. Man. So so we get the snap right. Everybody comes back, and then like no time whatsoever. Kind of a parallel to the first movie, right? So in Infinity War, Thanos snaps his fingers and then immediately takes Stormbreaker to the chest. Well, yeah. we now Hulk snaps his fingers and we immediately take a missile to the chest. And here we are, and the, the Avengers HQ is rubble. And all of the madness ensues. But yeah, I mean, what, there's a million things to talk about in this battle scene. What what tickled your fancy? The fact that Hawkeye survived it. Like of all the, <laughs> the shit that the went down. survived it. Yeah. A normal human in a building that got shot up by missiles just gets up and is like, Oh, I'm, like he no broken bones, nothing dislocated, no rubble fell on him. Like he's Fighting just off nine and, outriders carrying a giant glove. Exactly, <laughs> and then and then just poor little poor little Rocket is caught under this thing, screaming for his. Like that was the first time we saw Rocket actually scared too. Like I can't breathe, I can't breathe. No, right. It was it was good. It was funny. But yeah, yeah, Hawkeye, man. Hawkeye gotta be the lucky son of a bitch ever. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. And and Black Panther remembered his name, right? Because that whole scene in Civil War, he's like, I'm Clinton. He didn't care. Well, he cared this time <laughs> around. He remembered his name. He grabbed the gauntlet from him. That was a cool little sequence there. Um, I feel like the 
the Black Order kind of was was almost is worse than they were in Infinity War. Like they were powered down super God much in Infinity damn. War. This was even worse. This was like yeah. Ma's like looking at the you know looking at Thanos like, well, what do we do? He's like, like Thanos shouldn't have been like, dude, you're a fucking wizard. Like do whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> It was terrible. Yeah, like, and we didn't even see Proxima, Proxima Midnight. Like, as far as no. the battle scene, I don't think. Like, we saw her when they all came down. But, like, she was a badass in the first movie. She had, she, like, the Black Order has been one of the wasted, most wasted villains. Like, because what they should have done with the Black Order, now looking back, and of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. the Black Order should have popped up in a few movies individually mm-hmm. throughout the throughout these first 22 movies. Yeah, they could have been villains in some of these smaller yeah. movies on the build-up. Like, instead of Ronan in Guardians, it could have been, you know, Call Obsidian or Ebony Maw or whoever it was. Uh, I did love, since we're on the subject of them, is that Spidey saved Tony from Call Obsidian again in this movie because he saved yeah. him in the park in Infinity War, and then he pulled him back for Giant Man to step on him. So that... That little callback was cool. And watching Korg and Drax fighting Call of City and at the same time was was also pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Drax Drax in the comics, and I know me and you, I, I think I've talked to you about this before. Drax in the comics, his whole purpose was to kill Thanos. He was his body was mm-hmm. built and he was resurrected to kill Thanos. I just really thought he was gonna have more of a role to play in either one of these movies. But I guess with if they would have cast it, because you know originally they wanted to cast Jason Momoa as Drax, but he turned oh, down. Wow. If they would have casted him, I think Drax would have been obviously completely different across all these movies. And I think yeah. it would have had a bigger role to play. Definitely. Yeah. I, was, I mean, there was – they managed to shoehorn every character in at the end there. But I feel like there yeah. were so many characters that we wanted to see so much more from. And there was no real reason to expect it based on all the marketing is that we basically had the nine Avengers that were the time travelers that that stood out the most and and – you had no real reason to believe that all these other characters were going to come back early in the movie and we were going to get a lot of development with them. But to just have, you know, like just the, all of the guardians just popping up in a little window and then you basically barely see the rest of the, you know, for the rest of the movie other than rocket dives on Groot, Quill, you know, meets Gamora again, Nebula kills Nebula, but it was like kind of in flashes and there were so many characters like that. Like the, the Wakandans had very little play throughout the movie as well. Obviously they just kind of popped in at the end there. Yeah um as as so many did but yeah it was there was a lot of guys like i was really wishing to see more out of but i don't know how much more i mean i don't need a four-hour movie so i guess there's there's certain things that they did need to trim down a little gwyneth paltrow finally suiting up well she got semi-suited up in iron man 3 but to see her actually out there fighting with tony and kicking ass too she was you know she, she appeared to have full control of that suit like she's been training for the last five years yeah and and i think too that this is uh, probably her last. I think she's even said this was her last movie. It makes sense now because now with Tony being gone, I mean, what role does Pepper really have to play? I don't know if maybe she pops in. Maybe she's going to be funding the Avengers going forward because now she has access to the Stark fortune. Um, yeah, I but I mean, she's got to raise Morgan, right? Morgan's going to play yeah. a role in this somewhere down the line, and maybe they could just recast is an she? older Pepper. I, I, is she? I, because they they showed old boy from. Um, all grown up from Iron Man 3 he can he can hold the mantle until she's old enough basically and yeah I mean even you get that end scene right it it wasn't really a scene but you get that sound effect at the end of the movie with the three bangs of the hammer um yeah it could very well be somebody picking up where where he left off it could be either of those two eventually it could be you know like they're doing in the comics with Riri Williams they can have Ironheart kind of pick up from there I don't know 
how or why, where they would introduce her into all of this, but I'm sure they could do that if they wanted to in the next couple of movies. Um, but yeah, I think Morgan Stark is going to play a role. I honestly don't think Robert Downey Jr. is done with the MCU. I think he's going to be popping in and out as like a Jarvis type character for the rest of the time. That yeah, that's that's been the rumor, and that would make sense, especially if Morgan takes over like as an Iron Man type character. Like he he built and Jarvis. Like we talked about Jarvis. Like Jarvis is the first Marvel TV character to finally show up in a movie. Yeah, that's right. OG <laughs> Jarvis was there with with uh, with Howard Stark. That was that was funny. I forgot about that yeah. almost because I I didn't really watch all that much of Agent Carter. I just I got a couple episodes in. And I was like, yeah, I could do without it. it. It got it got much better, especially season two. But um, yeah, it started off slow as shit. But um, so it would make sense, just like he modeled. His first AI after Jarvis, someone who probably had a real big hand in raising him, for her to do the same thing. Yeah, or even Peter. You know, Peter will eventually get older in the MCU and will probably be some sort of Stark-esque, uh, you know, super genius. And he can, you know, he can have his own AI be Tony because, you know, that's going to be a big part of, of Far From Home is him dealing with the loss of Tony, and who is essentially his now second father figure. We can yeah. assume he's lost, considering Uncle Ben was never really a part of the MCU. But now we get, we get to kind of see that play out in a different way. Yeah, um, I mean, it's they got a lot of different ways they can go with that. Um, but to get back into this battle, I think seeing Cap finally pick up Molnir. And when they showed the hammer coming up and it came up slowly, they wanted to give the, pers- the I guess, kind of make you think that maybe Thor was calling it to him. But I knew it was Cat picking it mm-hmm. up the moment. Yeah, you they, can hear people in, the th- in my theater. You hear all a bunch of people going, ooh, yeah. Like, you're like, everyone's like freaking out. I thought that was that was so epic. Did they do too much Mjolnir with Cap? I think so. Yep. Because A, it's his first time picking it up and he knows how to call electricity. He knows how to throw it and come back. He knows how to use it to fly. Like I get it. You and Thor have been friends now for ten years or whatever, but to have that much control over it literally the first time you pick it up. Also, it's like the Okay, so ye who picks up the hammer shall have the power of Thor, but it's like we but then we also were told that the that the hammer itself doesn't have Thor's power. So it's like you know, well, like is we that were, it's a, we were told we were told that the hammer doesn't give Thor his power, but just like with just like with Stormbreaker, has Stormbreaker has the inherent power to summon the Bite Frost. I think Moner has its own power, but it just wasn't the source of Thor's power. If that makes sense. No, okay, that does make some sense. But yeah, like we get Cap, he not only picks it up and uses it and, and beats Thanos down with it for a little bit. Then he calls it to him again right before Avengers Assemble, which is like still like I literally just got goosebumps saying it because that moment <laughs> is so epic. Um, and then then he has it again at the end. So it, it, plus he wields Stormbreaker at some point during the fight as well. I felt like I wanted to see it, but it didn't need to become his identity all of a sudden for that whole part of the movie. It was like it would have been cool to just see him use it once, maybe smash his own shield with it, lay out a bunch of people and then go back to work. <laughs> yeah, but that that was yeah. it became like part of Cap's character essentially. He went back in time with it. There was a timeline yeah, where Cap we... doesn't have the shield, but he has Mjolnir. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't we didn't need to see that much of it. We really needed to see maybe maybe him just beat Thanos down with it one time, but like like you said, that whole last act of that battle he had the the hammer the whole time and i mean it was it's cool imagery don't get me wrong it was great to see but it became a little bit too much um we got a cap here 
Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead with Cap. We'll stay on Cap. Cap in in that scene, not much shit gives me goosebumps, but him by himself against Thanos and the whole army. Yes. Oh, I need, I a, need a screen grab yep. of it, something of that, and that's going to be the background on my phone for quite a while. Yeah, I'm going to get Dead a full seriously. portrait of it. I've got my I've got my Infinity War <laughs> portrait on my wall. It's somebody somebody did a rendition of the Last Supper with all the Avengers, so that's there. And then I now need to get that shot for for my Endgame. Are they poster. eating shawarma in that? In they that? are eating shawarma, and uh, Stan Lee's in the back, like cutting like like gyro beef off of a spindle like it's it's that's funny it's hilarious yeah <laughs> okay okay but what, that, what were you about to say no that moment with cap was so like just you, you see him getting up and it's like you know he will fight all of them he will fight yeah. every one of them and i've been sitting around theorizing recently with with cap like what is the what is the extent and what is like the the, the genesis of his powers and if you think about it from the aspect of bruce banner was trying to replicate the super soldier serum, right? And his mm. the Hulk's power is directly linked to his anger. Maybe the original serum and Cap's power are directly related to his will. Like he is just going to be as strong as he needs to be whenever he needs to be, whether it's, you know, winning an arm wrestling competition against the Falcon or holding a helicopter to a building or picking up Mjolnir or whatever it is, like whatever his will is because he couldn't pick up the hammer in an age of Ultron and it wasn't for, for the sake of worthiness. It was for the matter of, he didn't really need to have it in that moment. But if, if somebody came through that door and he desperately needed to pick that hammer up, I think he could have picked the hammer up. And so mm -hmm. in this moment here with Thanos, he, he not only picks it up, but then he's, you know, mastered it seemingly within minutes. So there's, there's might be an element of, of cap that it, it's, it's going to be missed obviously because Sam's got the shield, but he doesn't have the super soldier serum. So it's going to make things very, very interesting for, for moving forward. How does he, and how does he have the shield? The shield got destroyed. Well, I think cap went back and got it in his old timeline. Right. So, so okay. my, my theory yeah. is, is that he went back in time. He spent his, his days living out with Peggy. And then once Peggy died, he jumped back over to the original timeline to come drop off the shield to Sam. Okay. Which is why Winter Soldier, like, you never really get the goodbye with Cap and Bucky because Bucky knew exactly what he was going to do. He even says, oh, yeah. he says yeah, goodbye to him, knows. like, goodbye, buddy. And he's just like, you know, don't do anything stupid until I come back. And he's just like, I know damn well you're not coming back, or at least not in the, the way that I'm looking at you right now because he knew exactly the plan. And he may, for that matter, have been talking to Bucky this whole time in that timeline. And, and yeah, it, make, it makes sense that, when you look at that, it, it plays off kind of odd until you get the reveal that he came back because Bucky's just he's just looking at him like, yeah, dude, whatever. And then even when he shows up, he's like, Sam, yeah, go talk to him. Wouldn't Bucky want to go talk? Bucky knew that's his best friend. They've been yeah. friends for hundreds of years. Like, they, yeah, he knew exactly what he was going to do. I would like to think that in that timeline, in addition to living out his days with Peggy, that he would have went to Germany or Russia to save Bucky. Right. Like when <laughs> that timeline's really wacky, <laughs> there's no there's like nothing similar about that timeline to this timeline because <laughs> so many things changed in the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> like, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, shit. Who knows, man? Um, But yeah, Cap, great scene. And then we get it. Let, let's let's fucking talk about it, bro. Um, Iron Man getting the gauntlet, doing the snap to make Thanos and his army go away. First of all, Thanos sitting down like realizing he got defeated before he finally went away i think was great to his character because it's like the the one thing that he just knew was and he says it throughout multiple times in the movie it's my destiny it's inevitable it's for him to realize like oh shit like 
they beat me. Yeah. Nothing well, is inevitable. Was, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. But uh Tony dying. I'm not, but yeah. Uh, you know, it was funny because the death itself, I felt like it happened. I don't want to say it happened too quick, but like the, the emotional rush of him snapping his fingers. Like there was people in my arena, like in, in my arena, in the theater that I was in, they were all like clapping still. And then you get him sitting down. So it was like you get such a high and then it dropped. The bottom just dropped out where it was almost like I didn't fully feel the effects of it right away. But where it really hit me. And this is such a beautiful, beautiful moment. This was so well orchestrated. This is like meta beyond meta is when Morgan is sitting with Happy at the funeral and says she wants yeah. a cheeseburger. Dude, I lost it. Like I was like, holy shit. And that's such a great moment, too, because it's it's Happy, who's like as OG MCU as anybody. He's been around since the first movie. He, he, he was the director of the first he was, movie. He was in it. Yeah. He was the director. He He started this whole thing. Even Robert Downey Jr. has said as much. And he, you know, understands the significance of Morgan wanting a cheeseburger and Morgan representing all the people who might now be new or newer to the MCU doesn't get it. But it has so much meaning if you've known this whole time, like, you know, he comes back from the cave. What's he want? He wants a cheeseburger. And she, oh, man, dude, I lost it on that one because that was when it really set home. It was like, damn, like he's gone. He's left this imprint on the world and. His legacy is her now, and you know, just all of it was just so, so crazy. This guy has been spending his the last eleven years of his life leading up to that exact moment, and he pulled through and saved us all. Yeah, I mean, and it it, it made sense. Like what we've been on since what the first Avengers movie, or even in in Iron Man, is is getting to the point of Tony caring about more than himself. Right, he was selfish. Iron Man, you won't make the sacrifice play. When, when Cap said that to him, and when it all is said and done, he put it all on the line. He gave up his life to save everything else. Yeah, and I, th- I thought it was really interesting was how it all happened at the end, too, with him grabbing the gauntlet and the the nanotech basically taking all the stones. So yeah. it, it all really works its way back to Nebula, Nebula with the crossover thing, right? So So Thanos watched all of Nebula's footage and knows everything that happened from back on Titan, back in Wakanda. Like he knows everything that Nebula saw from the events on of of Infinity War. Right. And what did they keep trying to do? They kept trying to keep him from closing his hand. So he comes across Captain Marvel and she's bending his hand back and he realizes may have even forethought that this might happen again and rips one of the stones out of the gauntlet and bashes her with it. And then yeah. Tony, it, you know, not only figures out time travel, but he also figures out that you don't need to get the whole glove off of his finger, off of his hand. You just need to get the stones. And it was like, so this masterful, you know, coming up with time travel was almost, it, it was secondary. It was, it was irrelevant unless he came up with that bit of information. And that's why right after the stone is ripped out of the glove, that's when Strange points over to him, one, like, that's it. That's your moment absorb what just happened here and use it to save us all and then of course he did which was just crazy and then like hey him and him and uh peter getting that chance to embrace dude great that was another one yeah but then them being if you they're on the exact opposite ends of what they were in in, at the end of infinity Mm -hmm. war like uh tony's sitting up exactly how peter was sitting up propped against that rock um they the Russos are just great fucking directors, man. Like yeah. at this point, they need to do every 
end of phase movie whether whether it be an avengers whether it be new whatever the end of phase movies are now with the team-ups that's all call them in let them do that shit. yeah for sure uh and the, and they'll be back when they do secret wars they'll definitely be back if they're not back well before then but that look on tony's face when he sees peter all of this complete chaos going on around him and he sees he sees peter and like his life just like everything stops it might as well have just been a cold, total freeze frame around them and, and peter's just doing his rant he's just like and he did the thing with the sparkles and, and everyone just like i mean that moment was so cool and so meaningful and you know you see how much he loves morgan and he said to Cap, like, this is my second chance. Peter was his first, you know, in, in, a, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Really, Harley was, I guess, for a short stint in, in uh, Iron Man 1. They just forgot all about Har- they, they really him until the end of this movie. <laughs> he's, he's just fatherly, right? Like, there's a paternal yeah. thing about him because he didn't have his dad around all the time that he wants Ooh, to make sure. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, that's The scene thing. he had with his dad, but go ahead. No, no, let's, let's roll into that. Go ahead. So, yeah, him just having the scene and... It really comes to everything that he realized kind of in Iron Man 2. You know, he had this whole kind of animosity towards his father until he saw that video of his father kind of cutting loose. And then he, his father in that video recorded a message to Tony. And I think he st- that's what clicked in him like, okay, maybe my old man wasn't as bad as what I thought. And then getting to see this other side of it when he sees his dad anxious for Tony to be born and talking about I would give him any, there's already nothing I wouldn't do for him. And he and Tony now has a child too, and he's talking about his 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 granddaughter. He doesn't mm-hmm. even know it. Like it's just it's just a great moment to see, and it's something that you wouldn't get if they didn't use the time travel. And I think that's if they used it correctly as far as to tell their story. Yeah, I thought that was that was really cool, and how he knew too. Like he was talking to 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 Cap about trying to figure out when him and Stark were in the same place at the same time, and he knew it was just around the time that he was born. Right. So that yeah. was like vaguely how he figured it out. And he, he went back to around that time. That was really cool. And the the exchange with just the two of them and him, like you said, like, you know, just kind of talking to his dad about basically getting to relive the whole moment from Civil War that he spent millions upon billions of dollars to recreate with the barf technology. He got to actually do it. And, and you know, he perfectly wraps up the segment there by saying, you know, no amount of money ever bought a second of time with all of the fancy cars and all the crazy stuff that Tony's ever had in his life, like that moment was the most significant moment of his life is he got to go back and talk to his dad who has been haunting him in some respect his whole life. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Tony, Tony dying, man. That shit uh, got me. Um, we kind of already talked about it too, but cap like, so, so of all the Avengers that die and this, this, so vision's gone for sure. We lost Tony. We lost Cap. We lost Nat. All permanently gone in in in, uh, in these films now. I didn't expect. I guess Nat makes sense, but uh, what do you think about like that generation? That those of the of the first uh, Vision wasn't in the first six, but those three of the first six being gone now and off the playing field. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's it's a it's a big blow, and especially when you start to think about who's filling the voids. Like, all right, so Cap. And Cap, right? Captain Marvel's essentially going to kind of fill that void and run point and be the, you know, the the general for the Avengers, I guess, moving forward in, in a lot of ways, plus working hand-in-hand with Fury. Uh, but who replaces Tony? Like, it, not that anyone can replace him, but who kind of fills that void as far as the technology goes? I think, you know, maybe not necessarily T'Challa specifically, but Wakanda as a whole fills that void. Sure. Uh, Shuri potentially yeah definitely you can see her you know getting a little bit more advanced tech and and being more involved with 
sort of the action and and you know as time rolls on but um yeah then i guess i mean to me strange kind of fills the void of thor in that you have kind of science and magic kind of coming into one with which strange having being a doctor and now being a wizard um so so he kind of carries on that next level but are are they ever going to feel as big and as important and, and as spot on as those first you know big three with uh, well now we have lebowski thor so i don't even know that he counts anymore but um, you know, Cap and Tony in particularly so perfectly cast, so well done, so well developed. It's it, it's a high bar. Like it's a really high bar, bar for all these guys to come in and try and take over. And, you know, God help whoever should get cast as the X-Men or the Fantastic Four, because they're never going to be able to live up to those expectations. Like they're going to be just criticized to death online for every little thing because Tony and Cap were perfect. Like, can you imagine yeah. anybody else playing these roles? I mean, I get maybe there's a chance old man Cap is just going to be sitting in Avengers Tower now, just running ship, running point. That would be interesting if they end up. Well, if they end up doing like a Civil War, two, I can see, you know, uh, old man Cap president of the blue world, uh, you know, over a battle world over over in the blue or something along those lines. But that's that's way down the line. And uh, I don't know that they'll ever actually get to that as far as the story goes. And Tony's not even around. So that's sort of unfortunate if they ever wanted to do that. Um, old man cap since you're since you mentioned him looks insanely like clint eastwood they should have just cast clint eastwood to play old, old man <laughs> oh, that would have been per- the voice though the voice would have messed it up but that would have been per- yeah oh the voice definitely would have messed it up but yeah i was just when he turned i was like son of a bitch looks just like clint eastwood like he, like just <laughs> like him <laughs> it was crazy yeah. yeah that uh man i mean anything i know we we I want to talk a little bit. I know we're running long, and this is going to be two parter for anyone. Oh my god, have we been but... talking for an hour and a half? Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what else, man? What else you got? Um, Rhodes and Carol. They had that little moment there. That's something that I've been like kind of hoping for in the in the back of my mind because of the Civil War II storyline is that you you build a little bit of a relationship between Rhodes and Carol there, and she did you know kind of specifically look at him and say good luck. So there must be something going on in that five year period where the two of them have some sort of connection. Hopefully we get to build on that. Uh, in that same scene, the Neymar tease, with there being a giant earthquake underwater, and, and you know, sure enough, the Wakandans were the ones who discovered it. So maybe they are going down that road that you and yeah. I talked about not too long ago with uh, maybe Neymar and uh, Atlantis versus Wakanda or teaming up with Wakanda somewhere down the lo- down the line. Oh, man, I'm just I'm flipping through notes here. Oh, Wasp. You got a cap. That whole line that was that was priceless. Yeah. There were those there were those reunions after reunions, like that one spot in the middle of the battle where it was like, okay, here's here's Parker and Stark, and here's Gamora and Quill, and here's Scott and Hope, and it's like, God, I only have so much emotion. Like I'm gonna dehydrate. It's bad enough. I really gotta pee <laughs> right now. You're two and a half hours into this movie. <laughs> it was uh yeah there there was just so much stuff, and to have like to have emotional scenes in the middle of a massive hour-long battle like that's that's something that really takes a lot of effort and a lot of a lot of crafting to even get across so you know just i mean i I had my problems with the movie but overall like it was just such an experience i I don't know that it has the highest rewatch you know rewatch abilities is sort of something that i like to i like to factor in when i think of these movies says the person who's seen it four times i've seen it four times so that's mostly because i'm trying to remember all the details so that i can have this sort of conversation (laughs) with you about it but like i don't know that i'll be watching it a ton um you know like a year from now mostly because that's a lot of time to commit and there's other movies that i think you know do as good a a job with the storytelling with far less characters and far less time 
Do you think better movie, this or Infinity War? Infinity War. Like, definitively? Yeah. Only, I mean, and there, there was an element to this where that was always going to be the case, no matter what they did with this movie, just because of the ending of Infinity War. You, yeah. How many, how many big-time blockbuster superhero movies have you seen where they lose? Yeah. None. Like, the, the reaction at the end with the snap and the fact that it's not immediately resolved and we're left at a cliffhanger for a year it in and of itself, it's, it's going to be so hard to replicate that. Now, do I think that's like the greatest of the MCU movies? No, there's still a couple I think are above that. But, um, as far as this versus that infinity war is always going to have the nod because like the ending to this one is sort of hokey and kind of thrown together and super cliche and the good guys win I've... and yada, yada, yada. And the thing is, too, I think Infinity War is a better movie. I think this works better if you look at it as a series finale to a TV show. Yes. How you kind of get the greatest, like, for, I know it kept going, but, like, I'm a huge Supernatural fan, and season five was initially supposed to be the end of that, and it was, like, the perfect ending to the four seasons that came before. They did ten more seasons after that, but that was originally supposed to be the finale. But that's how I kind of look at this. This works great as someone, for anyone who's been invested in, all these different storylines and all these different movies for all these years, it works great as that. But Infinity Wars is definitely a better movie to me. Yeah. Um, this was more meaningful. And I mentioned and I said it earlier is that I think I think with this movie, they came up with how they wanted to end it and then just filled everything else. in. Yeah, there's definitely an element of that. And, and you know, as, as spectacular as the ending was there. And Sam coming over the the radio on your left, great callback to, yeah. to to the best movie that they still have ever made, in my opinion, which is Winter Soldier. But um, that that whole thing was sort of cheesy, right? It was sort of lazy. How would he have known they were coming on his left? Yeah, I mean, well, how did he? He just <laughs> magically synced back up with Sam. I mean, I know Nebula and Nebula were on the same Wi-Fi on Morag, but I mean, just still, <laughs> like the fact that he just randomly was tapped into his communications after all this chaos that's going on. I'm sure they've switched out comms devices a few times, considering a completely different swath of Avengers have been working together in different teams for the last two movies. Um, so that yeah, that that was that was sort of. I don't know, but like I said, I mean, just all the portals opening up, and here comes everybody all at once. Like, oh yeah, like look at us, we're all we're all just kind of showing up conveniently at the perfect moment in time, where 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 <laughs> Thor and and Iron Man are down, and Cap's about to take on a bajillion beings all by himself, and uh, you know, the, just just by the virtue of the fact that it was so kind of cliche and 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 almost lazy, I guess at the end. But uh, I don't know how else you would have done it. Maybe more people yeah. kind of adding on over time they did the snap maybe you know a couple people show up and then a couple more people show up but no everyone just shows up at once yeah, one thing to go back i know we mentioned how he did the snap and then they got bombarded with missiles i like how when he did the snap it wasn't like everyone automatically appeared you, you kind of had to pick up on the fact that it worked like the 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 birds showing up when there had no been no birds mm -hmm. at all because he did knock out all living life not just humans so the bird showing up then Hawkeye getting that phone call from his wife. I like how they did that. But, uh, yeah, the ending, I I get it. It was emotional. Uh, right. After after Tony snapped, just imagine if they would have ended it after Tony snapping him dying. Like him and Gwyneth there, that's how it just would have went out. Wow. That would have been... Would have been, I mean, we would. There wasn't all that much that happened after that that was like super important, other yeah. than Cap getting his dance with Peggy, I guess. But there were some other moments in there that were really cool, like Clint and Wanda, because 
you know, as much as we all that was a great, as yeah. much as we all fawn over Tony and Peter, he's been like her father basically since Ultron. Like when she first pops up and he he entered, he finally gets her into the Avengers. He basically brings her onto the to the to the side of the light. He was the one who went after her in Civil War to get her away from Vision and you know got her out of that whole situation. And you know, she he's been. A, a, a you know paternal figure to her throughout the movies as well. So the, for the two of them to to now be dealing with these devastating losses in Vision and Nat together was it was it was a cool little wrap up to that arc. Yeah, yeah, and I think too. Um, we'll, we'll we'll get into speculation in the future because I have I have something to speculate with that. But yeah, the seeing picking up where everyone kind of where they are reset and where they're sitting at. It I I did enjoy that. Um, I really, I really can't wait to see what they do with Wanda. I just, and you'll know that when we get into it later. But Hawkeye, you got to think he's going back into retirement, especially after this. He's done too. Thor's off with the with the Guardians. Yeah, well, um, the the rumors. I mean, well, you you said we didn't want to jump ahead, but as far as the rumors go for what they're doing on the on the streaming service, particularly with Hawkeye and and Wanda, and even the Hulk is rumored potentially to be getting a series. It, it looks very much like they're going to be kind of breeding that next. You know, at least two of the three of them are going to be kind of breeding the next generation of those particular characters with, um, with with Hawkeye training his daughter presumably or or kate bishop or however they want to do that and then ultimately hulk potentially you know mentoring a hulkling or a she hulk or something along those lines to to move that character forward another generation so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see where wanda fits into all of that well and envision potentially coming back if at all and and that because how are you caught up on the house of m storyline no so Wanda basically at one point in the comics, she's like, yeah, she's Magneto's daughter in the comics, right? Isn't that? Yeah, okay. yeah. But she she's so powerful that she utters the words "no more mutants," and all the mutants disappear. Whoa, that's how powerful she is. So imagine if they if they do something similar and just her being able to will it, wills Vision back into existence. I think that's where they're gonna go with that. Oh, the, maybe having yeah. a reverse effect that it brings all the mutants into. Yeah. The, I like that. That's. That I, I, there's there's going to be a lot of ways for them to introduce them. I, I want to say it would be tied to the snaps in some way, but I feel like by the time we see the X Men, that'll be so far, like that'll be so long yeah. ago almost. So it, it'll be interesting. So maybe yeah, maybe they do work it through with Wanda. Although while I, I feel like we are going to get some interesting tie-ins from the the series on on the Disney streaming service, like I want something like that to be in a movie. You know, like something that's going to give me the big hint for the X-Men spawning into this universe. I really hope that's not on like season two, episode six of Wanda and Vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, I mean, anything else you got left? Um, activate Insta-Kill. That was it. That's it. I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that was that such was a, oh, everyone in the theater popped yeah. for that one. I, I, I really did appreciate yeah. that one. Uh, and that was that was a really cool callback. Other than that, I mean, no, the rest of the community cast got their showing in here. We got Senior Chang yeah. and Shirley popped in. The Russo's like to put all the, the 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 community guys in in these movies, so that that was kind of cool. And the Russo Joe, Joe Russo did his little cameo, yeah, Joe Russo. as well as uh, Jim Starlin was in that scene as well. Yeah. So Stanley, Stanley, Stanley's cameo was yeah. was pretty cool. A little four twenty friendly, so who can't appreciate that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean so where do we see it going what's next man five and that that's what i mentioned earlier so it's so funny that they that they leave this in the five years in the future storyline because 
I mean, we, A, it leaves a lot of storytelling aspects. Um, it leaves, like, you can... Because a lot of... Even though everyone's back, a lot of these characters can still be dealing with the trauma of losing everyone. Oh, for sure. And just the complications so, of now having a group of people that were born in 1987 that are five years younger than everyone else who was born. You know, like, that, that there's going to yeah. be societal ramifications all across the board. The 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 couples that that were together and then their their significant other moved on and, like, all that sort of stuff is going to you would think that would affect so many people. And honestly, even with the 50% of all life lost on earth, I feel like there should have been significantly more life lost. Like even if Thanos killed 50 people, 50% of everybody, you got to think like there's two pilots in a plane. There's 25% chance that both of them go. Now that plane is just flying without a pilot. Like we saw the helicopter crash and we're, we should be talking at least 75% of the population gone just by a ripple effect alone. To the point with that, and then even even the fifty percent that came back, like if you were on an airplane, because they said everyone came back exactly where they where they were. If you were on an airplane when the snap. snap happened and you disappeared, you came back in the middle of the fucking sky. Yeah, or you or you you know like all those people that weren't snapped that died. Now, did they come back? Did they yeah. did they come back? Also, also Tony can have. So his we just kid lost and, all the people on the plane. Also, Tony can have his kid and then die twenty minutes later. <laughs> we really, we we really yeah. didn't think this one through. That was that was not no no forethought. We're just yeah, all right, Tony, you figured out time travel. We'll do whatever you want. <laughs> but yeah, so like we're it's okay, so with the Avengers as a team, and even I think Feige has said maybe there maybe maybe we don't see any of these guys again for a while. Like what I of course we still see the Guardians, we'll see Thor with the Guardians, but people like Rhodey, people like um Clint, I don't think we see Clint very much anymore. The Hawk, what did they do with the Hawk? The Hawk is now permanently stuck the way he is. So theoretically, yeah, theoretically, I guess. Um, well, the Hulk, there was two sort of tie-ins. So the Hulk could now potentially appear in Doctor Strange two, as he has a little bit of history with the Ancient One. Like they could, they can use that okay. tie-in to to have him pop in because we know he's not going to get a solo movie regardless. So he's going to show up in another yeah. movie. Um, now in his crippled state, like the, the brilliant mind of Bruce Banner could find a home in Wakanda. Like that wouldn't be a terrible place for him to go hang out and work around with some tech and do some stuff over there. So maybe, you know, and he's also familiar with there. He fought there in the, you know, the end battle of infinity war. So it's not like they don't know who he is. Um, so that those could be two places we could see him pop up. But yeah, I think like, as far as like the next couple of years, I mean, we're looking at Eternals. We're looking at Shang-Chi, uh, Black Panther 2. Black Widow, which is going to be a, a prequel from way back, potentially. Um, Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2, Guardians 3, which probably isn't going to be for another three years. This third, this second Spider-Man movie that's coming up. And presumably a Captain Marvel 2. So it's going to be interesting to see. Like, I mean, the next three or four years, we don't have another Avengers movie coming easily. Not for another five yeah. or six. Probably right before the X-Men show up. Like, that'll be the last will cap off uh, the fourth phase and then the Fantastic Four and the X-Men will start getting introduced in phase five. So, yeah, it might be a while before so, we see some of these core characters again and definitely all together. Yeah, and, and Feige has said that they have a plan, but they're not announcing anything to after this movie release. So I don't know if we'll see something. I don't know when. You know, even when they announced phase three, they kind of just randomly called a conference and just announced all these movies in Infinity War. So they can really do whatever the hell they want to do course they're gonna probably let this breathe but you would think that we'll start seeing signs by the time when does homecoming come homecoming out? comes out 
in I think it's July, like early or July, July. But there's a Comic Con like two weeks after S- Spider Man drops, and that's going to be probably okay. when they drop everything, and that'll be. Like, you know, like they've traditionally done the big board of here's the next timeline for the next, you know, five years or whatever it is. Yeah. But there's going you know, to be some serious names missing from that list now. And maybe, you know, maybe Thor is just sort of part of the Guardians now. So he might not even be getting a fourth movie. Would Thor 4 even be Thor 4 or would it be Valkyrie 1? You know, like, well, how does that work? Does Tessa Thompson get her own movie? And by all means, yeah, awesome. Of all of the gender bending yeah. that goes on in the MCU, I've got no qualms with Tessa Thompson whatsoever. She could do whatever yeah. she wants. She's great and everything. Um, so, you know, that I don't know, man. It, it's going to be very interesting to see how they how they shape, you know, if there is a big threat that's going to overlap the next four, five years of the MCU, who's it going to be and how are you going to tie Strange and Panther and Shang-Chi and the Eternals and all this sort of stuff together. It seems like very, very disconnected. And I, I'm not nearly as up on the comics as you are, but I don't know that there's precedent for all those characters intermixing together other than big events like, you know, the Infinity Saga or Secret Wars or all that kind of stuff. So I know yeah. you're, you, like I said, you know the comics way more than I. Is there, is there any common thread there that you see them tying? No, there's none. And that's what's going to be interesting about this. Not just the announcement, but just kind of how they wove the Infinity Stones throughout all these movies. There's there's like no, there's nothing that I can see or think of right now that would keep a story connected other than like Galactus or Doctor Doom or, but they're, they're not going to get into that quite right. yet. So this next phase, phase four, and he, well, Feige's already said that it, it won't traditionally be the way that we think of phases anymore. They kind of move away from that. Maybe at this point now, we just see world building for whatever they do in phase five or phase six. So maybe is a bunch of, and this is where it would have been nice for Daredevil and Jessica Jones oh, and Luke yeah. Cage. Take it down to like, the street level. To have a movies. Yeah. Like cause we, we've had these, this huge galactic level threat. What if they do spend a phase just on street level heroes, just good movies and then they start building out the bigger threat in phase five or something like that. Yeah, it seems like there's going to be a bit of a disparity, too, because you got like characters at the top getting more and more powerful with Captain Marvel. But then you do you're you are ultimately going to be introducing those street level type villain uh, street level type heroes and, and villains for that matter coming along with them. So it's like not only are we expanding from a world to a universe to a multiverse, but we're also expanding from. You know, you've got everybody from somewhere down the line, like a Daredevil, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, all the way up to a Captain Marvel and even above and beyond her, like a Galactus or whatever, all that sort of stuff. It's it's been like a it's almost like a big bang, like it's just ever expanding in every conceivable direction, this whole universe. And it could go any number of ways. And I like so much that they don't necessarily do it like directly from the comics you know that they they use them as source material but they are still very much creating their own universe here and it's yeah. it's really cool to watch it all unfold and to to try to spoil myself and then still be insanely shocked by things that happen within the first seven minutes of a movie like that's that's pretty nuts i mean you and i we we, we sit around we read everything we watch everything we try to learn all this sort of information i was like completely all of my expectations had been shattered within 10 minutes of this movie starting. And then I was like, <laughs> exactly. but, but there's another two hours and 50 minutes of this. How am I even going to be able to handle it? And I barely Why did. He's a fucking madman. That's all it is. Like he's really a madman. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really don't know. Like of, of the, the, the projects that have been kind of rumored because nothing's been officially announced except 
Spider-Man Far From Home. I know they said that they're going to do a Black Panther 2, but we don't have a date. We don't know if they're in production. We don't know anything. Really, it was supposed to be Spider-Man Far From Home and then Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because they that should have been filming by now if, if the whole James Gunn firing thing didn't happen. But now with that being kind of out of whack... And who's to know? They they could make an announcement, like you said, the week or so before or after Far From Home and say, oh, we have all these movies coming out. Here are the dates. They're already in pre-production. Yeah. So it could very well it could very well be that. Um, because, I mean, at this point, Marvel could be filming something we, we wouldn't even know. But I just I just don't see it right now. What's coming next? And that that leaves me excited as a fan. Yeah, I wish I could be super optimistic. I've been talking to you about this for a little while. I, like, I'm I'm very much afraid of the MCU jumping the shark, like almost immediately oh, yeah. after this, just because yeah. we've got all the good actors. Like, all of the good actors have been in this franchise in some way, shape, or form already. Now you need to cast a Fantastic Four and an X Men, all trying to keep par with this already existing awesome universe. You're losing Iron Man and Cap, and we're, we're replacing them with like captain marvel like you know like there's there's a certain uh, there's a certain drop off that just sort of is is coming up there plus you got like the eternals angelina Mm. jolie is going to be an eternal like i have zero interest in seeing angelina jolie (laughs) in any movies in 2019 at this point like i get that it's a big name but really they couldn't have found any you know more relevant actress right now I, I couldn't really when i heard that i thought it was a joke at first i was it was right around april 1st i'm like oh haha angelina jolie's gonna be in the mcu no it's real this is a real thing and it's already a franchise that is going to be on shaky ground because who are the eternals i have no idea i've, no, I've never never read anything True, about them in the but comments people said that they about said, about the guardians absolutely too, so. and because of the guardians people will give this a chance but it's you gotta land it they're already talking about you know making some sort of socially justice sort of roles out of these things are going to be bisexual eternals and all this kind of stuff. And I don't think any of that will really damage it um, because I, I would hope that they won't be as over the top of the marketing on it like they were with Captain Marvel necessarily. But, um, you know, it, it's already a leap in and of itself because they are characters that people aren't super familiar with. And then to try to add on all of these other things that really have nothing to do with the movie uh, it's it's going to be a tough go of it, especially coming after 22 movies that were all perfectly tied together in such a m- magnificent and unprecedented way. Like the Star Wars universe could never even imagine being as awesome as the MCU <laughs> universe is. Um, and, and they're by no means any slouches on their own, right? You know, it's like the, the Harry Potter universe can't even fathom the MCU universe, but they had eight amazing movies that all tied together nicely. Here we are 22 in. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, if, uh, Endgame has made more money in the first weekend than Justice League made its whole run. I can't <laughs> say that surprises me at all. <laughs> that just is, I'm just and I just and I'm not a hater. I honestly enjoy Justice League for what it was. Like, yeah, I, actually, because I, I don't go it into it comparing it to like people went in expect like you would should never expect Mar- Marvel level storytelling from anything. So I didn't go in thinking that I enjoyed it for what it was, but I just think that that's just a funny fact. But um. As far as what's next, what would you like to see next? As someone who's kind of getting more into comics, what's something that you would like to see next? Yeah, like I, well, like I said before, Earth-65 would be a nice spinoff. You get Spider-Gwen, you get all that sort of stuff. But I would like them, uh, and it's going to really be dependent on whether or not they can get Sony on board with all this. But I'd like to see them bring like Tom Hardy and Venom into this. And let's let's do the Spider-Verse thing over here in live action. And let's like really expand upon that sort of stuff, especially with... 
you know, you can always incorporate Norman Osborn back into to the MCU. I think we're far enough removed from those old timey MC into the old timey Spider Man Raimi movies to where we can reincorporate Oscorp and and really roll with that. So I'd like to see them expand upon the Spider Verse, I guess. Uh, and then from there, I'm really I'm really intrigued to see what goes on with the Guardians, especially now that Thor is going to be in the mix. There, um, do they add on other people? Do they bring Nova into the mix? Because that's been something that they've been rumoring for a long yeah. time. Uh, you know, making the Guardians a bit more formidable, maybe even working Carol into the mix with them because she does seem to fit more at home with them than with the Avengers on Earth. So I, I, I'd i like to see both, I guess, kind of like we were talking about before, like most of the more street level stuff with Spider-Man and, and expanding out. Maybe let's get a, a live action Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy, all that sort of stuff over here. And then also just above and beyond, I guess, through infinity and beyond with the Guardians and Carol and Thor doing all sorts of crazy stuff on realms we've never heard of. I would like to see that's one thing. That's probably what I would like to see is that let's make a distinction between the cosmic and the street level here on Earth Mm -hmm. for maybe the next three or four years. And then maybe once they're ready to do the Fantastic Four. That's what brings it all back. Yes, that that would be that'd be a great bridge too. And you know, they maybe yeah, maybe the Fantastic Four have to bring in some cosmic entities to get the X Men and the and the Avengers off one another. Like maybe we get another Civil War type event, and there's a there's a qualm between the heroes here on Earth, and that's when something something bigger comes in. I was sort of surprised we didn't get like a big cosmic being in this movie. I figured this would be a great opportunity for them to introduce one in Eternity, a living tribunal. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. one above all, whatever they wanted to do to, to bring in, because Thanos, you know, severely altered reality. Let's face it. I mean, there's really yeah. no way of, of looking at it otherwise. So uh, if you were going to start bringing those characters in, at least teasing one of them in this movie, I thought would have been a nice bridge. And then maybe you can use that to tie to the Eternals in some way. And that gives people like a connection through the mu- movie universe and a reason to go check that out. Yeah, and the Eternals, the Eternals may be where we see the next big threat. Because I mean, even even with like uh, the f- Phase One, there was no overarching threat until the end, really, and that's when we saw Thanos. Like, really, no one would expect it for Loki to go from a villain in Thor to give the to be the reason why the Avengers formed through that whole phase. Yeah. So, so I don't think we need to look for this next phase after this movie to really give us the signs for where it's going to go because we wouldn't have guessed what we got from the way the phase one. That's true. Yeah. Like it might be a a three, three acts, three phase sort of another situation again. Right. Yeah. So we might, we might not see Galactus or doom or whoever it is till the end of this next phase. If we're still calling them that, I guess Kevin Feige is trying to get us out of that language. Um, But you know, that's how they're storyboarding it. So we can call it whatever we want to call it. That's what they're doing. Um, that that would be that would be interesting, and that does give them about five years, and for them to come up with however they want to do the X Men and the Fantastic Four and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure they've been throwing around ideas for a long time in closed door meetings, and now they can finally maybe brainstorm a little bit more out loud about it. Um, yeah. One one last thing I wanted to complain about this movie because I did I, I wanted to end on a problem because it was so fantastic. I wanted to send everyone home on a sour note. In this okay. <laughs> in this movie, we got Friga, we got. Alexander Pierce, we got Peggy Carter, we got Jane Foster, Loki, Rumlow, Howard Stark, O.G. Jarvis, Pym, uh, Hank Pym, Agent Sitwell, Maria Hill, Ned, and the Ancient One, but no Luis. Bump that. 
Wow. You're right. I was so pissed. You're right. He wasn't there. He didn't do the end credit scene where he told the whole story of the first three phases. He didn't get a suit, not even a suit with no powers or minimal powers, just a suit. Like, nothing. We got nothing out of Luis. And I was like, this is a perfect. We could have had him interacting with Happy, with Rocket, with, you know, any, a, a Koye. Imagine him and a Koye in a conversation together. That would end. And see, that's, and that's the thing with. With them staying in this five years thing, that's going to be so odd because now when the next Ant-Man movie pops up and like Luis and all the other guys that work at the security firm aren't five years older than it. Like, should, so they all went they away. Should all be, like, and, <laughs> and they can make fun of how Paul Rudd doesn't age anyway. So it's like now it's doubly unfair. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, this has been fun, Bello. Uh, tell the people where they can find you, man. Anything else you want to say before? We yeah, the, you can. You can find me in the movie theater tomorrow as I'm going for my fifth viewing. Uh, <laughs> IMAX 3D tomorrow. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I think this will be the last theater view, except for I like to go see it in the Dolby Digital Surround Sound Theater, um, which I haven't had a chance okay. to go see it yet. So that might be my sixth viewing. Yeah, Kevin Feige, I'm $120 deep into this endeavor, so thank you for this movie. And, uh, yeah, that's that's just about it, man. You can find me on Twitter at BellowBeingBello for all the lighthearted Marvel wrestling Mets-related nonsense going on in my life. And then, should you enter, should you dare enter Thunderdome, you can find me over at Cancel This Pod for all of my extreme and unapologetic right-wing political nonsense. <laughs> You've been killing it on the podcast. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's, it's been yeah, so yeah. fun. And, uh, unfortunately, I had to, like, cancel an mcu i had to cancel a viewing of endgame so i can record this show for people tomorrow so check it out do me a solid uh at cancel this pod on twitter and cancel this podcast.podbean.com bam all right that's it let us know your feelings on endgame i'll be looking out for you guys on twitter and all the social media but as of as of this right now that's it for our endgame review peace peace cold soul in a hard body facts Heat makers, crack music. Yeah, everything seemed drama related. Comma after comma, them commas my favorite. Come to money, know my body. Just time it and date it. All I ever wanted to say was, look, mama, I made it. Look, mama, I made it. Look, mama, I made it. That crack rock used to cut it and shave it. That was after I bathed it. Saw the syringe, I swore with cringe, mommy. Going off the bins, daddy beat the doors off the hinge. It felt like God was recording my sins to play him back in my dreams to make sure I saw him again. I can't afford no more friends, I can't afford no more losses. I dropped bags at the jeweler, spent 40 on crosses. I was down on my chips and I was still at the dealer. I put bricks on my wrist so I could feel like a dealer. I'm a Cold soul and I'm hard body. Throw Dolo in a wide body. They snatched the gang, they tryna charge him with a John Gotti. Another three, they going down for an armed robbery. It's all facts, I can't tell a lie. I pray to God, cause he told me that the devil lies. Call my jeweler, then he told me that my bezel cries. Drop my top so I can pray up to my heaven skies. Everything seemed drama related. Comma after comma, them commas my favorite. Come to money, know my body. Just time it and date it. All I ever wanted to say was, look, mama, I made it.
cut it and shave it. That was after I bathed it. Look, mama.